Hi, I'm Keegan, and this is A Bunch of Gamers. This is our 60th episode of Werewolf the Apocalypse 20th Anniversary Edition. I'm going to go around and have my players introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Sam. I play Cora, and she's a good tennis. I'm Tyler, and I play Kyle. He's 19, a Philodox, and has found his purpose with the Garu. He's known as Guards the Low, Child of Gaia. Hi, I'm George. I'm playing Roy Mindscape. He is a Ragabosh with the Stargazers. Hello, I'm Adam. I'm playing Mark Guides the Fallen, and he is a young teenage thurge of the Children of Gaia. Hi, I'm Sean. I play Zeb, known as Speaks with Sweet Whispers. He is a theurge of the Silent Striders. After battling it out for the cell phone, Roy had agreed to break the SIM card and get a new one so that he could continue to use the fetish while not bringing any sort of danger down upon the Karen at the request of Kyle. Mark went into the Karen and the Umbra, meditating upon another thrall of the worm frenzy and his loss of control. And Cora reached out to Bloody Snow to seek out her rite of passage, which will be detailed in full in our episode 60.5 that will come out next week. Then the family of the Peaks reached out once again to Kyle and Kyle reached out to everyone else to start investigating and helping them out as the police continue to give them some trouble, but they now have a better plan and how to move forward. And so the day continues. It is after your meeting with the families of the peak, you all gather up, gather together, and are ready to continue. It is the next day. How would you like to proceed? Uh, well, I think we should probably start with uh, Cora contacting the reporter for them. Okay. Yeah, I think that would be helpful <laughs> um, so that they can get a move on, on on what they need to do. All right, so... Kyle, you reach out to Cora. As you, you notice she's kind of frantically moving between members of the Karen. It's almost midway through the day when she comes back from the forest, seeming to be lost in thought. Cora, uh, what's up? Oh, um, I am. I'm just got information for my for my right. Oh, right, right. Um, <laughs> how many times can I say right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry to interrupt that, but do you think you could get Families in Peak in contact with your reporter friend? Um, yeah, I I would need a phone, but or I could get you a phone, or I could get you his number. Yeah, I could, I could, I could see if he's still uh, willing to talk to me. That would be absolutely wonderful. Thank you. No, of course, of course, anything. So, Cora, you find a phone and you reach out to Brian. Hello? Brian. Hey, uh, it, uh, Cora, uh, Cora here. Cora. It's been a, Sokia. Oh, yeah, the powerlifter, right? Yes, yes, that's me. Powerlifting, ballet, you know. How's it going? <laughs> I know it's been a while. Yeah, it has. Uh, what, can, what can I do for you? Well, I have, I was, are you still at the Gazette? Yeah, I'm still at, uh, I'm still at the Gazette. What's up? Um, I was just wondering, I've got some information and some friends who would like to talk to someone, uh, maybe get a story out in the paper. Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, 
what are the names and uh, we can try and schedule something uh what's their what's their schedule looking like I, I i can actually be free at lunch today uh i'm i'm fairly certain they'd they'd have time for that okay uh so let's meet at uh let's meet downtown then How yeah about, sure uh, yeah all right so let's uh Let's meet at the Golden Crest Pizza. Perfect. Sounds good. I might not be there with them, but uh, there'll be four of them. Okay, can I get a description of uh, them just so I know who to look for? Yeah, yeah. Um, one is, he's, he's, kind, he's younger. He's real tall, real muscly. Um, there's, uh, his name is Mark. Then there's Kyle, and he is not as tall. Brown hair, also kind of, kind of beefy. Not, not at all. But we're, he's not as tall as as Mark. There's one. He he kind of looks like a shithead. He's got he's got some sass on him. And then this one's gonna stand out along with Mark. Uh, his name's Zeb. He's guard up, like one eye, like he's wrecked. So right, cool. won't miss him. <laughs> Perfect. I think I can do well with three uh, three descriptions and one personality. I, uh... I think that'll... <laughs> You'll see him, you're like, yeah, that's a shithead. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> He's got that face. Alright. Uh, so we'll see him at noon. Yeah, perfect. That sounds great. Thank you so much. Sure. Click. I go, I go find Kyle. Hey, good news. Yeah? He'll meet with us? Yeah, he'll meet with you uh, lunchtime today. Golden Crest Pizza. Downtown. Oh, well, fantastic. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. Will you be there, or are you going to be... I imagine you'll be busy. Yeah, I've still got, I think, three more people to talk to here before I head out, and I've got to get some supplies and just... Well, I... Kyle. <laughs> if, if we're able to help you prepare, I know we can't help you with the the challenge itself, but if there's anything you need before we leave, you know, just ask. Oh, definitely. Um, if I can think of anything, I'll let you know. But right now, I I have to get some information. I'm going into a hive by myself, just like, ugh. If anyone can do it, it's you. Just Thanks. try yeah. not to kill them all. You're only supposed to kill one, right? I'm only supposed to kill one. <laughs> I'm only supposed to kill one. Get going. Go tell everyone else. I've got Oh, I've got a few more people that I gotta track down. All right, best of luck. Thank you. So you guys take the hiking trails uh, to get to downtown, since none of, none of you have vehicles, obviously. Keegan, quick question. Yeah. Uh, so did any of the families of the Peak members want to meet with them too? At noon, it doesn't work for them because they all have their jobs. Okay. But okay. Well, then we can. I guess can we can the get them started. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Okay. All right, as you guys kind of head downtown and you see you see him there, he's a, you know, average-looking man, rusted beard, bit carroty up top, slim with a bit of a belly, with business casual on as he looks over, goes, hi, uh, you Kyle? I am. I assume you're Brian? I'm Brian. Nice to meet you as he shakes your hand. A pleasure. Pleasure. Uh... Let's go in. I'm, I'm starving. <laughs> sure, sure. So you sit down and you start to order. He goes, 
So what's this uh, story that uh, Cora said you might have for me? Uh, so are you familiar with uh, a group called Families of the Peak? I've heard briefly about them. I've had uh, colleagues look them over and uh, talk with them. I know one covered the incident or covered a few, few things that they were doing, you know, helping out around their areas, but, you know, wasn't no one really deemed it newsworthy. So why? Oh. What, 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 are you th what are your thoughts? Well, so, and that's, that's totally reasonable. Um, so it, I think the story's more about what they're going through rather than what they themselves are doing. So, oh, like, I, I, it sounds like you've already got a, a pretty good, uh, notion of, of what they're doing. Okay. Um, hey, uh, one moment as he pulls out a recorder and he goes, do you mind? Uh, this just, just helps me listen and process, uh, if there is a story here, just so you don't have to repeat yourself. Oh, at... That's no problem. Um, it, it is worth noting, though, that like we're here not even as members of the group, but supporters of it. Um, and hopefully, this will get you know the ball rolling, and then you can speak to the the actual founders. Okay. Hopefully, I I know they're willing already. All right. Sure. Sounds good. Uh, so, what what makes you think what they're going through is newsworthy? I guess is the, my uh, my first question. Uh, so. Obviously, um, you know the the goal is is fairly noble, but um, so they've had quite a few run-ins with uh, the police, actually. So they apply for permits to give out food, um, but they were denied, and they attempted to give out the food anyway. But the police actually came by and dumped bleach over all of their food. Oh, damn! Okay, that is. That's pretty bad. That could definitely spark a little bit of outrage, which means it's more likely to get into uh, to print. On top of that, ever since they, you know, started trying to give out this food, um, the police have been harassing the members with, you know, uh, ordinances about flower boxes and things like that. Okay. Um, th things that previously, you know, they had never gotten so much as a warning about. Okay, I, I think we can roll with that. Uh, actually, I if you guys find anything else, so make sure you get me. It's it's hard to get over the fluff pieces, especially here in Colorado Springs. The Gazette likes to present this as an idyllic mountain town, and so anything that can that can shatter that illusion usually has to have a kind of a you know front page, full spread sort of feel to it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, a absolutely. Um, so. I know they they mentioned that it seems like the police are spending a lot more time near their houses now on top of that. So I'm, well, we were planning on investigating that a bit, and we can let you know what we find out for sure. Sure, uh, sure. here's my number. Uh, uh, but yeah, please let me know. Do, do any of you have questions for me, how this works, what, what, what our timetables are? I know these usually, you guys probably want this resolved as quickly as possible, and I, quite frankly, Harassment by the police is something I'd like to try and help with, but, you know, we, we gotta cross our T's, dot our I's, all that shit to make sure that, you know, we don't get hit with any sort of libel suit. Sure, that, that makes sense. Um, I, I think most of the questions will probably come from, you, you know, the, the members of the organization, um, but I, I suppose I'm, I'm curious, yeah, about the timetables, how long we might have to to investigate our end of things, for instance. 
well, so preliminary, uh, I gotta get permission to investigate this. Uh, that meeting is actually at uh, two today, which is why I wanted to meet you guys as soon as possible. Otherwise, I'd have had to work on another story for about three or four days before we could have got this ball rolling. So thank you for the expedience of you seeing me. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, but do we, any of you have a phone? I do. As uh, he hands you a business card, there's my number. You can call me if you find anything. That thing's got a camera on it, right? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Um, crap. He's like, here. There's a, there's a, um, there's a 24/7 right down the uh, the street. They have disposable cameras. I would suggest picking one up because if you're gonna do any investigating and you can bring me photographic evidence through that, then that's gonna help as well. The paper's really strapped, so. We're low on photographers anyway, so I know this is a big ask, but anything would be preferable. I'll see what you can do. Oh, cool. And uh, last question. Uh, who are the people who are involved, and do you have their contact information? Uh, so I will run through the list and give... I suppose addresses is the easiest way yeah. to do this. I don't know if I have their phone numbers. Okay. Yeah, you do that. Brian writes it all down closes his book and he goes, okay, hey, really appreciate it. Um, if there's anything that comes up, just uh, call me as you guys kind of finish up lunch. We will, and thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Sure, yeah, no, it's, a story's a story, and if this, one, this story is as juicy as you're making it sound, then, you know, it's a good story for me, and it's gonna be a great story for the Gazette sell some more papers, try and keep our asses afloat. Right, of course. I've uh, seen you guys down at the supermarket. <laughs> as you guys kind of go your separate ways, as you all kind of congregate again. Mark is going to kind of just address the, the two packs. So if we're going to have any sort of run-ins with the police tonight, we need to have some form of, like, human ID, right? I don't think we need any. I, yeah, I'm not I'm not certain about that. I mean, it, I, I think it depends on what we end up doing, right? We could make phone calls. We could try and break into the police station. I, I don't even know. Hmm. So maybe we could split this up between the two packs. Maybe one pack goes and investigates the police hanging out around their houses, and then the other goes and maybe does something else maybe like break into the department i mean we can definitely split up but what so what does everyone think we should do this is all about getting evidence of harassment right we we just like like the reporter said he wants photos and just just showing that the the police are out of line did, did i get that right i don't i want to make sure i'm getting this right kyle well i i think it could work uh, I, I mean, either proving that the police are directly harassing them or, you know, finding documentation that says that, you know, we need to spend time on these people in particular. Um, or, I mean, maybe even something more personal for the police chief about how angry he is about these people in particular and maybe, you know, some damning text message about how he'll get back at them. Well, I can help with that. Probably not a fake one, though, just to be clear. Right. I can <laughs> maybe get into... Well, I wouldn't be able to get physical evidence. That's the thing. So it kind of seems our simplest 
uh, objective is just try to get pictures of police harassing the families of the peak. So maybe we should just start with getting cameras for everybody and then maybe think along the way. Yeah, I'm, that doesn't seem like a bad place to start, certainly. So that is what you do. You get some cameras. Uh, Kyle, you do break into your store of money a little bit since Brian only gave you enough for one disposable camera. Okay. But that's, that's another. Fine. They're like 20 bucks a person. So you bought, you would buy three of them. Okay. As you start approaching, or you start heading around, starting to look around, getting down to old Colorado City, um, you get start getting close to Tim's yard and their setup. As you see a police officer, some police officers who are clearly going to lunch, going over and writing up a ticket and leaving it on his door. Oh, well, grab a few pictures of that, I guess. Okay. Grab Just a few in pictures case. Of that. As the police start driving over and that you see them going to some, they go to a restaurant here in old Colorado City. What would you like to do? Would you like to go up and read the ticket? Would you like to follow the police? Maybe we should read the ticket. I've probably both. Okay. Well, That's Kyle kind of can go one way and I can go the other. Yeah, we still um, have the earpieces. Yes. Roy, could you follow the cops? Because I bet you could record voice on your phone, just in case something gets overheard. Sure. I'll stay with Kyle. Okay. So, Kyle, you guys head over to the door, trying to make sure that you avoid, you know, the police seeing you doing that or tipping off any neighbors. It takes a few moments before you kind of gather up the courage to check out the ticket on the door. <laughs> the ticket is about the raised beds. There's Tim and Hank are growing some corn in their raised beds, and there is a bullshit ticket about how there is vegetation growth above three feet within a certain parameter of their house, which is considered a fire hazard, even though it's only three stalks of corn. Okay, so pictures of the ticket and pictures of corn. All right. Roy, you and Zeb are heading into the restaurant. The restaurant's kind of semi-busy as you see the police sitting down. You see you see one of them whisper to the waitress as she seems a little shocked and nods as she seats them and they sit down. You can try and convince the waitress to seat you near the police if you so choose or anything else. What would you like to do to try and listen in on the police? Let's go and try and, you know, talk the waitress into sitting maybe one away or two away from the the cop or the the police okay hey uh looking at the name of the waitress or is, sorry the hostess if i want to be proper kathy hey kathy me and my friend here we're looking to try and get a, a seat right over there we really like the view that it can give us okay do you mind helping that do you mind giving that to us um she starts looking down her thing could i get a Manipulation expression. Manipulation expression. Or ma manipulation subterfuge, whichever is higher. I'll do subterfuge. Uh, difficulty six, since it's a really minor ask. Woo. Yeah, sure, we can get you there. Here you are. She moves you over as you see the cops taking off their hats. They're waiting. As you see a man who looks somewhat important kind of moving in, as you see one cop kind of just smiling and 
Could I get from both of you a perception empathy? Just standard difficulty? Yep. So, Roy, Zeb, you get a real beat on one. The one who had the grin, he's really enjoying this. Like, he, he seems to have some sort of power trip going on. The other one's a little harder to read. You're not sure what you're getting from him as the smiling one starts to talk. Could I get a perception alertness to try and listen in? Diff 7 due to the noisiness of the restaurant. And I'm going to spend a willpower to get an auto to success. Okay. Probably didn't need it, but I spent it. Yep. As you're listening in, as he goes, hey, I just wanted to say, you know, I'm really really a big fan of this restaurant and I'm glad you guys are doing so well. Uh, I heard you've been reaching out to those uh, those families of the peak people as the guy looking at him goes, yeah, uh, what, why, what's the problem, officer? It's just uh, helping us. Oh, nothing. Just that, uh, you know, inspections are probably going to happen more if, if you've got non-trained people in the back, right? We gotta make sure that you're running a clean ship. So I just wanted to, you know, you know, word to the wise, way more investigation, way more scrutiny on a place that brings in non-employees to cook with their equipment, uh, you, you know? And I just hate to see you go through that heartache if you, as long as you didn't know what was gonna happen. If, you, if you're fully comfortable with that happening, then, you know, more power to you. But I hear those health inspectors on any given day, if they do find a violation, they're, they're, they're real sons of bitches. Like, you know, real motherfuckers. Anyway, that's all I really wanted to say, and I just wanted to say you run a great establishment here, and I like, I like coming here, and I think I'll, I'll come here more often and remind you of what a good job you're doing, because I know it, it's good to feel appreciated. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Thank you, sir. Uh, your food will be out soon. Sure, sure. As he kind of gives the wink and the, like, finger gun. The guy continues to eat as, you know, they eat. They're, the, the two police aren't really talking at all. But you do notice the smiling one constantly giving the side eye to the owner. Smiling, tipping his hat, and raising his glass while he eats. Uh, mouthing, this is very good food. And then once they're done, they get up and they start to leave. God, that pisses me off. Yeah, that's a grade A creep if there ever was one. He didn't even hide his threat very well either, if he was trying to make one. Hidden. What do you think? Should we go track the guys back down? Or keep following these police? No, I can keep I can keep tabs on the, uh, the other guys. Let's keep following them. Alright, let's cash out then. As you continue along, you notice that the, the cop does his thing. Uh, they, they patrol for a little bit, you, you keeping tabs on him. Kyle, you notice uh, other cops, a lot of them seem to be taking their lunch breaks. About like two, two other cops, basically, who seem to patrol this area. They seem to be doing short lunch breaks and short uh, quote unquote touch bases it seems, with several restaurants here in old Colorado City. Uh, and then, Roy, you see the one getting out of his car as he takes off his hat, looks over his partner and starts to speak. Could I get another perception alertness from you two to try and listen in as you guys are kind of stealthily listening listening in? So you both hear him going, 
All right, um, I'll jump in the other car. We'll drive back to the station. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get a drink down here. You know, as you hear the other one going, I, I don't know. It, you're not. You know, it's bad to take work with you, uh, Jeremy. Like out of out of working hours. Okay, just you, you seem a little overzealous. Fuck you, Oliver. All right, I know what I'm doing, and. The chief will appreciate my loyalty, okay? <laughs> anyway, it was funny. That dude was pissing his fucking pants. Can I get another perception empathy difficulty five? Wow. The officer known as Oliver looks very uncomfortable with this bragging. And he seems to be almost, you know, just almost mentally shutting it down as he seems completely taken aback or not even taken aback but just disengaged and uncomfortable and a mild clear mild to severe case of disliking what's going on here anyway i'll see you at the station all right hey chief mitchell's gonna hear about how good you were backing me up okay so keep it up i'll see you at the station as he gets out taps the top of his car and the two drive off to the police station. It's about two or three in the afternoon. Do Colin and I see uh, Zeb and Roy? Yeah, you guys are reconvening. So, did you manage to find anything good? Um, depends on how you define good. Well, um, good for the Gazette, I suppose. Nothing that, did I record any of that? Uh, you did not specify. Uh -oh. I will be so mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was even close enough to record anything. That's true. Like, I don't think there was any sort of specification for recording. Yep. So he did not. To be fair, in the um, restaurant, he was not close enough. And with the conversation at the car, he was also not close enough. Yeah, so I could okay. never actually record anything. So I found, or me and Zeb and I overheard this cop. I don't even want to call him that because he's a downright fucking asshole um but he was basically bragging about threats to the establishment and just overall just being an asshole but he was also talking about being loyal to the chief and some of the other officers are not happy with it either so it, it's pretty split but usually you know rules coming from the top or orders coming from the top don't necessarily get questioned. Yeah, there's one that's definitely taking his role. Uh, extorting people, maybe, is the word to say. Pretty uh, pretty lively. His name is Jeremy, the uh, the doubter. Uh, what do you say, Oliver, I think? I think this this uh, this person, this individual, Jeremy, yeah, might have some other activities that they're uh, continuing to do. But again, this is kind of a intuition feel of if they're doing their own thing to get themselves famous. But like, uh, like Roy said, it was a little bit more difficult to get, I guess, to get something recorded. But they're definitely being jerks to more than just uh, just your friends, Kyle. Mm, kind of seems to be just targeting anybody. Okay, well, maybe the uh, Oliver guy would be willing to speak to uh, the Gazette. It's possible, but I don't think he'd want to do that with his name plastered all over the place well i mean i'm pretty sure they let you keep that quiet if you'd like as i see it we could we have two paths here i think 
we can either follow up with Oliver and see if maybe he could help us and uh, maybe because he would have an in in the police department at that point. Or maybe we could track the Jeremy you said his name was and maybe try to catch him in the act of doing something bad. I think both should be looked into. Uh, You know, it's also possible that the restaurant owner would be willing to talk to the Gazette too. That's also quite true. And were they they like sitting at the bar or anything? No, they were just sitting at a table. Oh, my bad. Uh, Because I was thinking if they were sitting at the bar, maybe bartender heard it or something. Maybe someone heard him. It would depend. Maybe maybe the, the, the staff there is all aware that this guy comes in here and just causes trouble. I mean, as brazen as he was, you'd have to be, well, have less than one eye to not realize what was going on. But again, <laughs> it, it it's hard to get information out of people. I, I, I'm leaning toward a bit, seeing if, if Jeremy is up to something or doing something wrong to get your evidence versus maybe trying to get informants to come forward. But, but I also know to respect your friends, they're, they're looking for a more sustainable, less uh, extremely violent outcome that we're normally known for. So, uh, again, I kind of default to what you think. Maybe we could do a combination of the two. Maybe we could, or one of us could talk to Oliver and see maybe to let us know, like, Jeremy's schedule or something like that, like, what he does. Or just, yeah, if he goes to a dive someplace, maybe just where what, what he does, yeah, where he goes, maybe so. Yeah, because if Oliver wants to work with us, there's our in to the police department already. Just remember, you know, what's in it for him? Uh, greater Gaia doesn't carry a lot of weight, so I I mean, something to think about, but I, I agree with you, Mark. At least at least talk to him can't hurt. Mm. He's certainly going to want to have himself protected, though. If he opens his mouth, yeah. True. Well, True. and look, consider that it might not be the best idea for us to talk to like the restaurant owner or anything maybe that's best left to you know brian i'm certain that he's more likely to uh well to get people like that to open up um but we can also investigate because they i mean the cops somehow knew that families of the peak had spoken to this guy right or i'm yeah to to this restaurant they probably know about the other ones they've spoken to so it's possible we can um, talk about talk to them as well and find out if they've been threatened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Oh, and of course, we are Garu. One's a little more distrustful of us. Definitely. Well, I defer to your judgment. Guards the low. Well, we can we can certainly look into any wrongdoings that that particular police officer has done. Though, what we find, you know, it could just exonerate the police as a whole of. You know, they uh, they come out and say, oh, look at all this other stuff he was doing. Um, but it it doesn't hurt us to, to put him more in his place as it is. I think what we have, though, is probably enough to give back to Brian un- until we've done more investigation on uh, Jeremy. Hmm. Agreed. A pebble could start an avalanche for all we know. So you call Brian. He's in his meeting. So you leave a rather lengthy message for him. You start tracking down where this Jeremy fella is. It takes you most of the day, but as evening rolls around, you get close, but you don't find him, and you return to the sept to get some rest. 
and to begin your investigation anew tomorrow. As you awaken, you notice that the there's some commotion in the Karen. What kind of commotion? Several people talking. You hear a lot of cheering, but... So there's a bit of energy here. You do hear a bit of, like, padding uh, talks of... You do overhear on the wind. Ah, it's been so long. And things like that. As you do hear a, a deep voice say... Where's Final Days? What would you like to do? Well, I don't know where Final Days is at, do I? No. No, but the, you just hear a voice in the distance. It sounds almost, It doesn't sound hostile, but it doesn't sound friendly. What about Kyle? I'll, well, uh, get up and see what's going on. As you start heading over, as you see four Garu, that you recognize them. You'd met them in Manhattan. But one, you spent a little more time with than the others, as he is a tall black man with ram horns that curl under his hair as he towers above all the others. Is that you over there, Malcolm? <laughs> hey, guards below. It's How wonderful to see you again. Oh, better now that you're here, I'm sure. Uh, we'll see. You know where Final Days is at. Uh, out of character, he's probably at home this early, right? Uh, he should be coming in about 30 minutes to an hour is what you can, uh, what you know. Okay, perfect. Um, well, he's probably not here yet. Um, he lives with his family outside the Sept. Uh, but he'll, he'll be here soon. 30 minutes, maybe an hour. All right. As you hear, Kaya bless me. Malcolm Wormherder, as you see Teresa Fate Dancer stepping out. Yeah, it's been, it's been entirely too long. How you been, Fate Dancer? It's good, good, as she comes up and she gives you a big hug. Mm. I see you brought your whole pack. Yeah, we got some stuff to see, too. You're not going to fight again, are you? I, what are, you're not, I've told you before that you're a little too rash fighting Garu of greater rank than yourself. Well, I just made Anthro, so it's not too terribly much more. It's the same rank as me and final days now. Yep. I'd still prefer it if you didn't fight him, please. It's... The Sept is a bit on edge, as it is. Shouldn't need to be a second fight. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Kyle, you know... You know Malcolm? Yes, um, we, we met in uh, Manhattan. Well, well, both of our packs, we all met each other. Though I suppose we know Malcolm better. The Fomori's Bane were just pups last I saw you. Uh, not too far from that, though Korra is going for her uh, next rank challenge soon. Um, but this is, uh, I don't know, perhaps like a, a sister pack of ours. Um, Roy and Zeb. Just two? Our third had to return home. So yes, it's just us two right now. Pleasure to meet you. I'm Worm Herder. Oh, the fire starters. You can call me Malcolm if you want. And you already know me, Roy, but I also go by Mindscape with the Stargazers. Mm. And I'm Zeb, speaks with sweet whispers, and uh, yep, Roy's packmate here of the Silent Striders. Mm. Good to meet you. Likewise, both of you. It's good to see you again, Wormherder. 
As Mark kind of puffs up a little bit. Likewise, gods have fallen. They kind of, like, hand on shoulder. Like, you've grown a little bit. Certainly. And I've ranked up as well. I'm fostered now. Well done. What'd you do for your rank challenge? I helped uh, guide human spirits to the other side. Uh, Zeb actually was along uh, to help me. We helped each other. We had helped uh, some human spirits that had been enslaved by a uh, Bane spirit. And we had cleansed the area of the Bane spirit and slew it and freed the humans. Well done. Mm. You know, and he kind of kind of has a smirk on his face, Mark. You owe me another wrestling match. If you want, it'll help pass the time. As you, hear, as you hear Jimmy going, he should have been born in our room, but, well, he would have to challenge Brian for that, and I don't think Malcolm's brave enough. I'm brave enough, just not stupid enough. Nice to meet you, oh, Jimmy Final Scales of the Silent Striders. I heard you got, one of you was a Silent Strider as well. That's me, and Zeb will hold up his hand. Cousin, we should speak around the fires tonight, passing stories as we travel across this great land and speak to the many Karens. I wish to hear your stories, and I wish to know if you judged fairly, as is my auspice to do. It would be most pleasurable to sit around the fire with you. I look forward to it. Brian isn't going to, like, you know, bail you out of the fight if you do start a fight, Malcolm. This isn't Shame's... It's not like it's Shame's dad. He had it coming when Brian stepped in. True facts. All the same, there's the right way and the wrong way for all this to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've... Older brothers. Oh, I know, I know. Older brother this, older brother that. You gotta speak with younger brother too, I'm sure. I hear... Uh, there's one here now, right? Somewhere around. Okay, so... We'll, we'll do that, uh, and you deal with that, but, uh, like, don't read into anything. I don't think he was trying to insult your dad, okay? And I don't think he's going to try and insult you this time. All right. Thank you. I, we want to keep as many Karens open to us. That's what we do, since we kind of wander everywhere. Oh my, by the... Glowing eyes of Owl, Roger, as you see Jimmy smile and mockingly rub his hands on his pant legs before he runs in and gives Roger a hug. Malcolm's going to lean down to uh, um, Mark and be like, watch out for Roger. Oh, Beast. don't worry. I've met him. I like him. Me too. Roger! I'll go over. And I'll... Hey, as he rubs his hands on his grimy ass pants. I'll I'll go in, no hesitation, just for the handshake, hand on shoulder. It's good to see you again, Roger. Good to see you as you feel the greasy as it hits your hand and he shakes it vigorously. Uh, <laughs> uh. Anyway, you guys look like you're busy. We'll be here, so come talk to us tonight. Of course, it'd be great to catch up. I know we only saw each other a little bit ago, but it's always yeah. nice to see you. Absolutely, and look at what First Wolf earned as you see the stocky, muscle-bound Arun just turn, sigh, and silently walk off as you see the glaive strapped to his side. Oh, oh. certainly blessed. There's a story behind that one. 
Malcolm helped. With the glaive? Yeah, you with the spirit inside of it. It was a hell of a right challenge. That's true. Uh, First Wolf had to go into a known spiral hive alone. We all waited at the entrance. It was a bit of a bloodbath, but I cleansed it afterwards. After he rendered it from their dirty fucking claws. Gaia be praised. Packmate of ours is heading for a trial herself for a hive. Uh, Kyle, she needs to assassinate the leader? Something like that? Don't think it's the leader. It's just one of the the spirals in particular and then get out. Regardless, Gaia be with her. But hopefully she will return and have a great story too. You, Kyle, do you all know where she's at in case she gets into trouble? Or is it a, if you don't hear from her again, don't bother situation? She didn't really specify. Hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, Kyle. He asked you. I'm sorry. Ah. It's all the same. With that, though, you guys are able to break up a bit, and you guys are going to continue your investigation. As you see Regender come in, and you see Malcolm's eyes go from friendly to stern in a fraction of a second. Honored Elder. Wormfoe, I've heard that you have gained past your rank. Good to meet you, Honored Equal. As he keeps his voice level, calm, and respectful. But there is no kindness in his words as you all start leaving the bond of the Karen to continue your investigation. Thanks to some of your contacts, Kyle, you were able to find Jeremy off duty in this case, as he's already hitting the restaurant scene off duty, doing the same sort of veiled threats or not-so-veiled threats, specifically around there, though he does go to Manitou for lunch and a margarita, and you overhear him saying that the same stuff and talking about how Chief Mitchell has a lot of friends in Manitou, especially in the department. Is it possible to get any of this recorded, or is that right out still? We can, you can try, so, because he's at the bar, so we'll have you roll... Uh, Dex technology to try and record stealthily. Roy, since it's your phone, do you want to make the roll? Yeah, I can try and do that. So, Dex technology, please. Dex tech. Oh, shit. Alright. Diff 6. You get glip, uh, little clips of it. Uh, it's a little distorted in places, but it's definitely something. It is evidence. Not grade A evidence, but evidence all the same. Well done, Roy. I try my best. I'm just thankful I was able to get some of the more important bits. Can we, I guess, I guess we'll just provide a list of all of the restaurants that he visited. Okay. As, and I mean the recording when eventually we can send that his way as well. All right. Sounds good. You guys do that. Is there anything else you'd like to do to try and investigate this? Or do you think you've got enough evidence to where you think the families of the peak can start taking care of this on their own. Well, uh, I'd like to hear everyone else's opinion, but I think that this is probably enough that, you know, the the investigative reporter and families of the peak can handle it from here, unless they specifically ask for something, of course. I think it's enough for the reporter to work with. Uh, 
like it, it's just enough for it's just enough to send him down the right path, pretty much. I feel. Zeb, Roy. I think I think exposing something and giving it a chance to to get some light will help. And I think that reporter is probably better equipped to see if other people are willing to talk about it. He, I guess they have sources we don't know about, and they've probably been doing this for quite some time. So giving them a little bit like this is pretty pretty substantial, especially if like a bartender heard or somebody else, like, uh, well, Guides the Fallen says, right? Might start an avalanche. I have to agree. I think we have enough information that the reporter is able to continue the rock rolling. Okay. Uh, out, of, out of character, was there anything else that Families of the Peak wanted us to do? No, that was all they really wanted from you guys. Alright, then I guess we can let both parties know and move on. Alright, you guys do that. It takes a couple hours. Once again, you're, you're done by the afternoon, right? And uh, as you're heading back up the trails, you notice Cora talking with uh, Earthwalker in this case. As they're off in the distance out of your way as you you notice you acknowledge and you continue on as you get to the sept grounds and you hear already the shouting match as you are uh, near the sacred parts of the you're near the sacred parts of the Karen. Uh, well that's probably worth approaching. Um Mark will approach too, I guess. Okay. You really think Adding a moon bridge to the Sept of the Five Mirrors is going to create the unity you desire? I'm saying that it was brought to my attention and it was a Karen seeking our aid, Malcolm. Yes, I do think it will form a unity. I wish you would take this prejudice from your eyes and see what we're trying to do. What you're trying to do is exclude older brother. We are doing no such thing, Malcolm. Then why did you expressly ignore my suggestions of the Sept of the Proud Warrior? Why do you ignore me at every turn? I did not ignore your suggestion, but these things take time. We have to reach out to them. They... The five mirrors reached out to us because the children of Gaia understand unity. The children of Gaia understand the children of Gaia. They don't understand older brother, nor what the, the sacred stone represents. Oh. You have constantly, constantly neglected this sept. I have done nothing to neglect this sept. The spirits are still strong here, and Golden Eagle still answers to us and our calls as per the agreement when we offered our extension to you to make him the totem this Karen again. You've done nothing. And you don't know the spirits of this place. And despite uh, your increase of rank, you still act the petulant child. I act in a way that is best for all Garu. Then I wish you would show it, as you see Final Day starting to regain his composure. Because right now, it looks like you're only working in the interest of your tribe. And that is why I find it difficult to trust you. Malcolm's just glowering. Anyway, I have Sepley duties to do. Please enjoy your visit. I know Teresa would be very angry if I 
exercise my rights to ask you to leave, and I wouldn't want to anyway. You've proven yourself a friend to the Sacred Stone, even if you don't prove yourself a friend to me. And for that, I will respect you enough to have you stay. As you will. I'll be in the Umbra. If Very you change well. mind. I'll change my mind when you show some initiative on actually promoting unity, Malcolm. Malcolm walks out. Gender simply watches, also glowering. They all witnessed this. Uh, what are y'all looking at? Mark is just gonna not really say anything because he's kind of surprised. Someone he kind of looked was starting to look up to is opposed to his set. Hopefully, nothing. Worm herder. Mm, I had hoped this would go differently. What caused all this animosity between the two of you? That's a bit of a long story. The short of it is, Regender wants to make more connections to Fianna Seps, rather than keeping this Sept connected to its traditions. My tribe gets left behind, as per usual. I don't think Regender's doing all he can to keep the spirits strong. I think he's blind to how weak the Sept is becoming. You think the Sept is weaker now than it was two years ago? Weaker than a hundred years ago, for sure. Maybe not the last two years. I haven't been around that much. But if you look into the Umbra, there are fewer spirits around. Things don't seem healthy anymore. I'm going to go have another look. Maybe commune with some spirits. <sighs> but even if I do that, it won't change Regender's mind. And if I challenge him again... It won't change his mind, and we'll be worse off. Fate Dancer was right that I should not, and Final Scales was right that I should not. Well, I don't know if it changes your perception at all, but Mark's home is the Five Mirrors, and we spent some time there in our travels. And in fact, most of the seps that Regender has talked about Moonbridges with are ones that, that we traveled to and, and helped in our time. I I can't speak to the health of the spirits or the potential neglect of your tribe. But I do believe that, at the very least, the connections he's forming aren't solely based on the tribes of those places, but more so the opportunity that he sees. It's not about the seps that he wishes connections with. It's about him not being willing to make the connections with the others. He's acting like the five mirrors and the proud warrior are one or the other, not both. And it's also decept in itself. If the connection here is lost and certain rituals aren't maintained, things will get much worse. And the more Fiona here, great, but the fewer older brother, I fear the worst. Who is this older brother that you speak of? Uh, my tribe. The Akatena. Yeah. Oh. It's my tribe through my father, who died in service of Sacred Stone, who Regender has vilified to my very face. Why would he do that? Certainly that wasn't his purpose. I was being an uppity pup. What can you expect? A young Cleoth of older brother, born against Litany. Now I'm Anthro, same as he is. Yet he refuses any connections to older brother Seps. 
I don't think he's outright refusing, Malcolm. But, again, I'm new here to this sept. I've only known Regender for a short time, but outright ne purposeful neglect isn't something I know of him. There are certain rituals here only my tribe can provide. And even if they were for knowing, Regender wouldn't learn them. You will not heed advice from an outsider. Hmm. Well, you, you speak of the spiritual sickness of this cairn, and that concerns me. Would you be against me exploring this with you? Or rather, commune with you? Make a... I would be honored if you would join me. Regender insults my tribe by thinking we look only after ourselves rather than for the good of the Garu. He thinks that of me especially, that I'm all me, 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 you know? I would be good to have you along. I want to pick your brain as well about the Sept of Five Mirrors. Certainly. And maybe it is just an issue of expression. And maybe I could help you express. Let's go take a look at the rivers then. I'll turn to Guards the Low and I'll say, I'm going to go with him. Is there anything you would like of me, maybe? No, no. Have your time with the spirits. I'll probably speak with Regender. I think that'd be best. We'll go down the list then. So Sig's going with Malcolm. Kyle's going to talk to Regender. Roy, what do you want to do? I don't quite know. Okay, I'll come back to you. Uh, Zeb? Yeah. I'll probably go speak with Jimmy. Okay, sounds good. So uh, I'll give you till after Malcolm and Mark's heart-to-heart -heart Roy to come up with something, and we'll start with Kyle and Regender, then Zeb and Jimmy, and then Mark and Malcolm. You see Regender taking a few moments, collecting himself, clearly doing breathing exercises, trying to collect himself. As you do notice, the rage had swelled within him, Kyle, and the Krinos was just inches from escaping him in that heated exchange with Malcolm. Final days. <sighs> Guards low, I apologize. Uh, I usually try not to raise my voice and be a beacon of rationality with this Karen, but oh, that man gets under my skin sometimes. Yes, I um, I noticed. I um, I think you wanted to talk, actually, about yes. the fire starters. I was gonna say that they are a brash set of Garu who travel around from Karen to Karen, helping out. So you would think their goals aligned with ours, but Malcolm keeps pushing this whole thing. I think it's because he was fed lionized stories of who his father was. Who was his father? His father was known as River Speaker, and his father did many things similar to the Master of Right. He, in fact, retired from that position and simply continued to speak with the spirits. He was beginning to be disillusioned with the Karen in some ways, but he seemed to want to stay here out of obligation and reject all set positions. Uh, years later, it had come out that Malcolm was born, and as Malcolm was being raised down 
in Louisiana at the Sept of the Tranquil Swamp, I wish to, I believe. And when that was discovered, we had discovered a large bane and spiral problem uh, near Denver. It was a moderate-sized hive, and his father went in and killed as many as he could by himself to try and cleanse it. And from what I understand, he succeeded. And when that happened, we sweeped up and tried to take care of the rest. Some escaped, but we did a, a great raid, and that's how we made contact with the Sept of the Steel Mountain. So, in some ways, he is to be congratulated on our link with that Karen, in fact. But my issue is that Malcolm was fed lies. His father didn't do it as a way to show his solidarity with us. He did it because his tribe, just like many others, have a particular disdain for the Garu-born. And to redeem himself, he decided to sacrifice his life and take the entire brunt of the punishment in place of the woman he loved and his child, which is a noble pursuit, but it is not something that is a pursuit in the alliances and the health of this Karen. And so he, when he brought that up and tried to lionize his father, I refused to lie to him as he clearly was lied to his entire life and told him the truth, that his father died because he felt shame for Malcolm's birth. Do you think that was a wise decision? He was a rash and brash Cleoth, and I don't, I regret it in some ways, being as blunt as I was, but he kept pushing on issues that simply weren't going to happen, and I needed him to understand why they weren't going to happen. Older brother, the Uctena, were not coming to help us, and they refuse as long as I continue to push forward with my vision for this Karen. And they've made that abundantly clear, and Malcolm has made that abundantly clear, as most of his suggestions are either Uctena or Wendigo Karens, even when we don't have representation in other tribes. I've been trying to get the Red Talons to open up a moon bridge with us for years, and that has not happened. Do you think a compromise could be struck? One in which... If they were willing, Malcolm's pack could go and try and forge an alliance with one of those septs? I suppose we could try that. That will become an issue, though, when it becomes to the Moonstones. But if Malcolm is willing to do the right for the moon, moon, the pat, moon Path Stone as well to open up this bridge and go out of his way for this Karen in that way, then I will gladly accept it, and I will gladly accept that, that bridge, if you can convince him to do so. I can certainly try. All right. Hey, thank you. You're showing great wisdom in trying to balance this Karen and its needs while still trying to promote unity. And I think I've done well in picking my protege. <laughs> well, thank you. I just, I haven't known Malcolm long, well, or the rest of the Firestarters, and I understand that brashness as he rolls perception empathy on you. And so can you give me your general emotional feel that would be bleeding through? Uh, specifically, I suppose I'm not trying to hide it really. Um, 
I worry okay. and concern. What are you? Uh, what are you? What are you worried about, Kyle? I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You, you held yourself well, but I want to take your <laughs> emotional well-being into this as well. I have found both of you to be compassionate and reasonable men. And I saw the passion from both of you, but not the reason from either of you in that argument. That is a fair assessment. The rage robs, of, robs us of our reason, even at the best, or at the best of times. Thank you for reminding me of that. Of course. Zeb, you see a kind of fire, low, very little smoke, as you see Jimmy kind of poking it with a stick. He'll, he'll walk up. May I join you, brother? Please sit, brother. This fire here, and us too, this might be the closest thing we know to home in this moment. I cherish it. Thank you. The fire is our home. The hearth, our calling. We sit and we live nowhere in particular for too terribly long. But that is the way the Striders, since the days of Ken. It is. It is, and I know it well. I bring to you a story, my brother, that you may judge it in the ways of the Philodox and determine if my way is true. I have trusted all to Owl as we do. He supports my pack now, or they support my pack now. I look to them when I can, but know that I too must make the choice. The story begins with one that I encountered in the Umbra, defeating a powerful spirit that had enslaved and hurt spirits of men. And it brought me to more, more warriors of Gaia that have experienced intense loss of their packmates, falling to the worm, falling in battle, questioning their courage, suffering many abuses and many setbacks, but continuing to to move forward in the fight, although plenty of times they've been brought low to question their faith. One that I call the brother now, in my pack that I share with most wise owl, I worry for him most of all. I worry as he keeps his mind open that the pain he has experienced and the loss that we all carry, but him especially, might guide him wrong or true. Visions have been revealed to me and I believe he is out of the grasp of the worm and his path is set, but I worry too for another, my fellow Theurge, also brought low, not by the worm, but by the the machinations of, of men, the selfishness that they believe in progress, that they would inflict upon us and cause them to suffer. I see now a struggle too over land that I do not understand as it is alien to me as I might not have it. I know of the pain in the heart of Big Brother and I can empathize the loss that they experience as we have carried it for so long. I do not know how to proceed as I have been presented with visions now that distract me of darkness coming and my friends suffering. I try to keep those in focus as I advise them. I try to advise them in the ways of Gaia. I do not know if there is more to do and I do not know if my assessment is correct as it is my job to counsel and not judge. I look to you, brother, in analyzing this and weighing it as you would in your way. As he takes a deep breath and takes a breath and breathes out slowly the Owl, hear me, for your wings are silent, but I know you watch ever still. Tribal totem, pack totem, giver of my wings. Look at me in these terrible nights, 
and let me judge justly, for I am the final scale, and all judgments stop with me. And I hold in one claw retribution, and the other mercy. And so now I ask you, Zeb speaks with speak sweet whispers, to answer truthfully, and to answer me with every fiber of your being. Open your heart so that it be, may be weighed less than the feather of owl. I pledge I will, and I open my heart to your wisdom and to your judgment, as Owl has always guided. You've walked many Karens and walked many steps, delivered many messages, and heard many stories. Tell me, what is the greatest weakness of our people? Why do the people suffer in such a way? I worry of hubris, of their belief that their way is the only way, and why I too fall to that same belief at times. I worry that they are willing to abuse anyone or kill anyone in the belief of that hubris. And I do not know if it is possible to hold black the bloodlust of my friends or of myself at all times, but to only advise the path that I believe Gaia would have, knowing that I might be in error. You judge rightly. The fires of our hubris have burned many. They have burned the other changers, the fairest screaming at the inferno of our claws and our fangs in the great wars of rage of the past. We have burned and scarred our own brothers and sisters and cousins, those who could be our mothers and fathers. For we came to this land and we scarred older and younger brother and through our own hunger, we summoned the eater of souls and brought about the destruction of middle brother. Our hubris came again and the war of shame brought low the bunyip but there is another, even in our hubris. Our hubris brings forth another problem. Yes, we are trapped and forever moving upon the railways of our perceived righteousness. And because of that, we can only assume that others have impure motivations and that their help comes at a cost. You have seen the Garu. You have seen what they do. You have seen the intentions of many tribes. Do you judge that the tribes do what is best for Gaia in their own way? This weighs upon my heart and my dreams as I look to the visions of how we are guided. And I do not know if I can give a yes or no. I think, no, I do not know. And I think we fail to meet what Gaia intends. I think we fail to understand that all are of Gaia, and what that must mean and what we must sometimes accept, myself too, in my heart, the things that I so deeply hate and reject, but I, but I struggle with this, I struggle with this vision and this idea, it is hard for me to accept and it is easy for me to fall lockstep with the other tribes and their beliefs and their passions, because it is easier to hide among them and fall in with that crowd than to stand alone and say a different message that they might not want to hear, shouted down by a crowd so, so filled with fury, so angry and justifiably so, against the wrongs that have befallen our people and those that we care for. Stand forever as the tree, for the wind will blow and it will shake you, but there are other trees that you must watch. Look to the root. The root of all that we do is intention. But 
the issue that most of our brothers and sisters do, Malcolm included, is that they look to the branches of that intent, not the trunk itself, for to try and groom, groom the branches without understanding the trunk causes the tree to twist and rot and break and die. That is the problem with the Garu. They view that because the branches cause them harm, that the intent must be corrupted. But if they saw the intent and corrected from the root and the trunk, then there could be greater unity. I have seen it among so many tribes. The Geta Fenris's trunk, the root of their strength, is pure in its intent. But the branches that reach out will sometimes flirt with the worm and be cast with the net of corruption. But they do not see it, for when they see the roots of those who try and prune those wormish outcrops, all they see is doubting and hate against them and against their intent. I have felt this prejudice in my heart, but I know for many the sacrifices they're willing to make and the fight that they are willing to take is, is noble and pure, especially if the only reward, especially for our, our followers Fenrir, is only Valhalla and other than that, a life of suffering and punishment and battle. I will take this to heart, as the root must be known, and the intent must be seen and divined. And I hope that in time, I'll will reveal it when I must know it most. From your brothers and sisters under Gaia, expect the greatest and the purest of intent, and you will see things you could not imagine. This is how I judge. Now sit by the fire, brother, and let us speak of greater things for our souls weigh heavy, and your heart has been weighed heavy, but your intent weighed light, lighter than the feather of owl. I am blessed for your judgment, my brother, and I look to be warmed here by the hearth. And with that, we go into the Umbra with Mark and Malcolm. You say we will go to a river. Will we find answers there? Or are you just seeking comfort? Seeking perhaps comfort now that you mention it <laughs> this has been a thorn in my side for a long long time there's nothing i can do about it well you say you want to pick my brain about the five mirrors maybe this will provide some comfort distract you from this maybe let's go west visit the river spirits tell me on the way certainly and i'll recount and i'll tell him of the five steps of its totem, the Great Lake Superior, and how the Sept itself is upon the Cairn, and we live amongst our totem on the island chains that dot the Wisconsin coast on Superior, and how many, uh, and how the tribe is trying to reach out to others, well, not the tribe, the Sept is trying to reach out to others for it's kind of running on very hard times right now. Is it a large sept? Not too large. Some Garu, definitely. But not enough for... Not enough to feel there's anything getting done. But we try. Actually was able to stop a, a Nexus crawler in near my sept. Still, I go on. And it was my suggestion, actually, that the five mirrors in Sacred Stone 
connect and open up communication. And Regender was all for it. And I guess it's just surprising to me to see, to see you against that. I wouldn't say just necessarily against the actual connection of the steps, but certainly you spoke your mind. Is there anything else you would like to maybe let loose on me? I may not have an answer, but I'm definitely an ear you can bend. No, I appreciate it. It's, I'm not against opening a bridge to the five mirrors, particularly if it is a small sept, particularly a woman that can fight off a nexus crawler. You are quite brave. <laughs> Thank I, you. I and my pack were traveling through another sept in Ohio that did not fare so well. They had few Garu, and it ended up being better to close it than to remain there. Uh, My pack came in equal numbers to the, the Garu of the Sept, and they could no longer defend the Moon Bridge. Hmm. And that, that certainly doesn't help the nation. No, it doesn't. We are certainly beset on all sides. But I do think of these things, but I try not to let them get to me. An experience of mine has let me know that I need to focus more on things at hand and not on things that I have no control over. I am not trying to negate how you're feeling here, worm herder. I want to help. Maybe there's something in the immediate that you can do instead of the long term. As you finally get to the river, as you see the spirit move the river sluggishly going, it's the river looks smaller than you remember, Malcolm, and it moves at about half speed of what it once did. Uh, Malcolm is going to do a partial change on his hand, change it into a paw, and kind of paw at the water. As you hear the bubbling voice, who comes? As it kind of, you see it, the shape of the water comes up in the shape of a man, uh, a Native American man, as it kind of looks over and goes, River Speaker, is that you? It has been long since I've come here and seen you speak. So many years, but other years lost, as my banks have not been full in some time. It's not River Speaker, his pup. Worm Herder, yes, I remember now. It has been many rains, many snows, and many freezes since I've seen you last as well. Come closer to the bank so I may see you more clearly, for the edges of the earth grow too high, though I thank you for digging some away so I may see. I do so. As you come closer, ah, what brings you back to these trying times? Have you come to perform ritual and honor us? That is not the reason I come but it would gladden my heart. What is the reason you come? And with a, a pointed look back at uh, Guides the Fallen, the Garu are like your waters, Great Spirit. Their waters are low and sluggish and dwindling evermore. As the spirit seems to shake and you actually see him, his face seems to form with fear and you see a thin layer of ice form to represent that fear over his face and his arms. 
before the, the ice shatters like glass as he shakes himself free and goes, Is it the... Is it the web and the fungus that burrows beneath the cairn of your ancestors? It might be. Those who are entrusted do not see to it. That is why I am here. Is that is that why the days grow hotter and the rains shorter? The rites have not been observed? Yes, great spirit. Though I am told otherwise, the worm bringers know not. It is good to speak again, but I see something else. A speck over the bank. What is the speck there that you turn back to see? Guides the Fallen. Come close. Guides the Fallen will approach. You approach the banks of the river as the spirit kind of looks up at you. I have not seen you before. Are you with older brother as well? It seems unlikely, but I must ask. As Wormherder has said, I am Guides the Fallen, and no... I am not of older brother. I come far from the north, and I am a pack member of uh, the cl- uh, of some set members nearby. Will you do the rites, then? Will he teach you? I would gladly learn some rites. What rites does he speak of, Wormherder? Seasonal rites to see to the river. The rite of bring dawning when the snows have retreated and the water might flow pure. The rite of summer, when the sun grows hot, and the river languishes. The rite of fall, the weather turns bitter cold, and the river runs quick. And the rite of winter, when the river slows, sleeping, waiting for the next year. These are the rites of my father, or those that he saw to. And what did these rites guarantee was it just a pact your father had with the spirit? He gained his Garu name, River Speaker, by tending to the rivers all through this area to keep the Umbra and the spirits there healthy and in balance. If they become crippled, it begins a domino effect that makes times very hard. How has this not been known how like this seems to be very important does no one else in this sept know about this they claim to know and perhaps they see to certain things but there aren't enough thurges to keep every spirit happy Mm. if certain spirits get neglected then they die and their physical representation also dies I came to talk to the spirit of the plat here just after I became a foster and he told me of my father so you might say it's family responsibility to check on him understandable (laughs) is there any way I can aid now perhaps we are in time for another ritual summertime is long we have plenty of time and so you begin to show him the ways of the dance of this ritual and the collecting and the chants. Roy, you walk through what appears to be a desert with an oasis just ahead as you entered the spiritual realm of Owl himself to speak with your totem. Greetings, Owl. You see the great spirit look down, his eyes glowing in the moonlight. The moon hangs full even in this place, though elsewhere it is the crescent moon. 
Welcome, Mindscape. Why have you come? Your mind rages like a great sandstorm to pick away at the flesh of your convictions. I come seeking guidance. I come to seek myself, and I come to seek answers for questions I may not have, or I may not know that I may have. I can answer as best I can, but it is your task to ask questions that none have answers to. That is the task Luna has given you. And with that, you see the full moon turn and become a new moon. The only light shimmering briefly from the stars reflecting from the pool in the middle of the oasis. Owl staring at you, his eyes also giving off the faintest glow of moonlight. I have been given advice from those closest to me, and for some reason I can't seem to fully take them to heart, and I don't know what's causing this. I feel like I'm doing what's right for everyone, yet all I seem to be doing is pushing people away, and I don't care. No, that's not the right word. I don't mind being the bad guy in their eyes, but I also don't want them to think that I'm being selfish. What do you do to allow them to see you as evil? Where do I begin? There's plenty to talk about. The, the biggest one to date is dealing with vampires. Mm, the leeches. Those of Typhon and Sobek. I don't see them as evil as everyone else seems to. You do not. I don't see them as good either. What would you call something that defies the natural order of life and death, lingering so that minerals and existence cannot return to the soil? A creature that hunts at night and cannot change, but feeds on the blood of others and murders them even, a selfish being who clings to life and takes the life of those who could live within the natural order. Selfish, yes, but that does not necessarily make them evil, does it? Many of the vampires languish here for centuries. The shell of their humanity erodes away as the worm gnaws away at the innards of them. And as the centuries turn, they continue to feed until they do not care if they drain their prey dry. They are a cancer that grows in the webs of the weaver, and a perfect representation of how it is all broken. Unchanging stasis, eventually eaten from the inside by corruption, so that nothing remains when it is done. Something I did not actually consider. Many grow powerful, and the ones of my tribe knew that all too well as they fought the vampiric god, who then cursed them to leave the lands forever and shattered their connection to their ancestors in fits of rage and blind hate. There are many of the leeches that traffic in vice and though they do not serve the worm willingly, much like many men, they are closer to it, and so their reach goes further. There are many. There are some who call themselves followers of Set, who traffic in vice, 
and make sure that purity turns to vice, love into lust, compassion into manipulation. These are the beasts that you fight, and though some may starve it off for a time, decades, centuries, eventually the worm wins out, for they are divorced from the natural cycle. And because of that, nothing can be done except to rend them from this world. Something else weighs on you. No, young Mindscape? Plenty weighs heavy on me. I feel like I haven't found my way within the Garu either. What do you feel your way should be? Help. How? That's the thing, I don't know. I I guess I just want to help everyone, but that's almost selfish in a sense. Your duty is to Gaia, and your duty is to help her rid herself of this corruption. It is your duty to help the Garu Nation as best you can, and while many will feel pain in the future, you are not a child of Bear. It is not your duty, gifted by the Mother, to heal every wound and to salve every burn. It is your duty to question the Garu ways, to make them better warriors, for it is the Gar that which is why you were made. You were made to fight rend and cut the cancer you are the scalpel and the worm is the tumor and you must question if the lymph nodes are infected or if you have done enough to move on to something else for entropy is needed for all things must come to an end that is the way and that was the way of the balancer but the corrupter brings forth ends with no new beginnings and it is now the garu's duty to fight that so that they can preserve balance the best they can i think that's my other hang up as well i don't feel like i belong with the garu sure i may look i may talk and walk like one but i still feel as if i'm roy back in washington I'm still not quite over the hate that's in my heart. Try as I must. I still can't seem to relinquish it from within to the get that killed and rend and cut my family from my life all too soon. They did what the get do. I cannot tell you not to feel anger, but I will tell you that if you let it fester, worse things will come. I see far, and I see in the coming days one close to you who has felt the pain of what that festering can do and what cancers the worm may bring. Owl nearly sighs and hops down, its clawed hand reaching out and grabbing Roy's shoulder in a form of comfort. In the coming days, Roy, feel with compassion, look for the tears, for the tears will show you what pain will come to everyone if you fail. I do not wish to have anything fester. I do not wish for pain and suffering. Then watch with understanding. I'm glad you came, Roy. I think I'm glad I came too. I may have found more answers to questions that arose throughout this conversation without having to ask. 
And with that, you're able to return. It's been another day. Kyle, you were able to get Malcolm to agree to talk to Final Days, and Malcolm has agreed to reach out to the other Karen. And if the other Karen agrees, Malcolm has also agreed to go on a quest for the Moonstone to create a new uh, moon bridge. You guys have a couple days to relax. It is the 30th, and Cora, the wounds in your side from the bites and the claws still ache even now, your regeneration only curing one whole point of aggravated damage. As you begin limping in, can I get a perception alertness? Yep. Okay. You hear Bloody Snow's voice. She's far out, far out in the barn, fairly far from the center of the Karen. And you get a glimpse of her, her arms around Malcolm, as you hear her simply say, it's obvious, Malcolm, I love you. Oh, shit. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I was just hit by a freight train. <laughs> <laughs> Words of Sam. My heart. <laughs> My heart. <laughs> uh, Cora is gonna hobble, limp and bleeding. <laughs> you sure you want to bust um, in on that? <laughs> um. Do no, it. <laughs> no, no. I don't want to bust in on that. Um, I'm gonna Here. hobble away a little bit. As you get back to the Karen, the rest of you hear a howl announcing the return of a warrior. Mark gets excited. Yay! He starts, like, he grabs, like, Kyle by the shoulders, and he's like, I think she's back. I think she's back. The rest All of right. y'all are like, oh, shit, this bitch is back. <laughs> All right, let, let, let's go see her. As you guys start heading back, you see Cora. She's limping. She's pretty messed up, but nothing worse than anything normally. She's stern, her face iron, as from the distance you see Bloody Snow arriving, with Regender looking on with a smile in the main part of the Karen. You notice Malcolm isn't following behind, which likely means that he is also trying to keep it secret, as Bloody Snow starts to approach and she looks at you. Cora, two hearts. Coral will, like, straighten up, like, ugh, straighten up. The spiral Nakashta is dead. As she looks over, as you see several of the Garu standing and watching over you now, including, you see behind a couple, Mark and Kyle. You see Roy and Zeb there, too, nearby. As you see Bloody Snow stare at you as she seems to be piercing your soul with her eyes, as if trying to contemplate if you're telling the truth. She's towering almost, like a monolith, a great mountain. We battled. I ripped her throat out. Then hear me. The howls of Fenris have judged you worthy, and the winds of the north call you friend. Howl with me, for Cora Two Hearts is now Adrian of the Get of Fenris and of the Garu Nation. Several of the Garu howl, other ones beat their chest and cheer on. Go to your pack. Let them know you for who you are. And the other Garu part, and they let you go back to the uh, your packmates as well as 
Roy and Zeb as everyone starts to depart and go back to their business. Their business. <laughs> I administer the motherly touch on Cora. Cora will push him away a little bit and just collapse. Like, knees, hands, just collapse. Her shoulders will start shaking and she starts crying from the depths of her soul. And it's not silent and it doesn't sound like when she cried for B or when she cried for uh, Shinigami. She almost howling the pain of the horrors that she saw while she was in the in the hive and she just when she settles after a, a little bit when she settles a little bit just whispers i just don't i don't know if it was worth it hug hug the giant claw marks raked down her back the bites on her shoulders and her sides yeah yeah zeb will just go forward to put a hand on on cora and actually, another one on Mark. Sit there with them. I'll just sit by. No matter what happened, Cora, a spiral is dead, and you came back to us. But I'd love to hear what happened. One spiral is dead out of so many more. No need to think on that now. You're home. Time to rest. I can't rest. I have work to do. Then what can we do for you? Right now, you can listen. There are 12 or more spirals in that hive. There are their kin being tortured for the thought of leaving that hive. They are moving people, kin, humans, I don't know. The they image are... of that bane holding the kin oh. comes back to your head, and all in your head, all you just continually hear the... Please, 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 as he watched you walk away. They have the ability to make Bane spirits do their bidding, to torture their own kin. They, their hive is full of sickness and poison. The walls, the floor, it speaks to you. The worm digs into your soul in that place. They rip and tear, even at those that they are supposed to protect. Use them as cattle, no regard for who they are. I can't even imagine what you've gone through, Two Hearts. It, it's only stories to me, but you saw it. You saw the hive. You saw a heart of the worm, but you've come back. Your spirit and your body are shaken. And though you say you cannot rest, then maybe just heal up. I mean... <laughs> Cora will turn to Kyle, or he'll, she'll look at Kyle. The hive in Pueblo wasn't even a shadow of a true one. I cannot even fathom the horrors in which you've witnessed. It is here that Malcolm begins to approach, his face a little stern, but compassionate. Coral will look up at him and kind of shrug everyone else off and stand up like, didn't see that. <laughs> Honor to you, two hearts, on your challenge. Thank you. First wolf had a similar challenge for his anthro. 
get a cleansing. The taint from spiral bites can fester. I could perform that. I can aid you. The rites performed. As you feel the cooling waters, and it's like a slick of oil peels off your skin, but the memories stay, and the dreams stay, and the pathetic looks of those trapped in cages and held against their will to be breeding stock stay in your head. You try and get some sleep. It's hard to call it restful, but it was enough. As July 1st comes along, and you have another day, another few, to collect yourself. And we will see how you all fare next time. Thank you to everyone who listened. We will catch you in that next episode. Bye. 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 Bye.